Yuki chords. So right now I'm calling my friend Graham in Toronto and um, he comes visit and visits me every year. Hey, hold on. I'm going to put you on speaker. We're on speaker. We're live. We are live now. What are you up? <laughs> you're you're my second guest on my show. Oh man, I was hoping to be the first, but I, I'll, I'm okay with them. I'm just you know, happy to be here. <laughs> <laughs> what are you What are you doing right now? Well, I uh, I got your I got your text, and I was reading in bed before that. So I thought I'd get dressed for the occasion. I threw on my robe and slippers and made myself a little French press of coffee. You do love coffee. You're like you're like the king of coffee. Of loving it, I mean. <laughs> wow. Thank you. <laughs> what have you it, been up to? Well, I mostly just been doing like this radio thing and well, not even actually. I just started doing this. <laughs> I'm just being lazy. Whose idea was it to give you this this podcast? Yeah, it was my idea, obviously. Right. Um, it's it's fun. I just talk to my friends. And they just greenlit it at all stages. Yeah. Well, yeah. Process. Have you met me? Have you met me? I'm <laughs> Kip Cooper. Oh, I can't say that. I'll edit that out. Um, so, I don't even know if I'm good, like, last time you were here, you made, like, this skit about, like, me not being, like, you not showing up in spring, oh, yeah, and, like, yeah, me just sitting at the window I'm, being I'm, like, sad. Winnipeg every spring or summer-ish, <laughs> and it was, I, I got sad thinking of the idea of you waiting by your window and just... <laughs> Wasting away the spring and summertime, waiting for me to pull out into your driveway. <laughs> yeah, I feel like this, like you predicted the future. Oh, that's a scary thought. <laughs> like just a sad, sad kip at the window. No gram in spring. No crib <laughs> games. It's true. I had plans to come up that way, so <laughs> it might, it might not work out. I know. All my gigs got canceled too. Oh well. What's uh what's Winnipeg like? Is it on lockdown in uh, Manitoba like Ontario is? Mm. Not so much. People are being brazen. Mostly just old people. Those brazen old bastards. <laughs> like you know, like I'm walking sometimes and I have to like move to the street and they make like weird jokes about social distancing and I'm like it's not a joke, buddy. They just think it's a big joke, huh? Pardon? They just think it's a big joke? Yeah. It's, interesting. It's, 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 and it's going to explode. I had one moment of panic, and it was relatively early on. Yeah? <laughs> it was like, right when the NBA shut down. Oh. 
the first, you think that the NBA is the first domino? Yeah, because it's like, the moment that people are willing to lose millions of dollars for what they think is like, you know, like, then that's, you can tell how serious the, uh, they gauge the, the, they weighed out the counterbalance of public safety. And I was like, and then it was the same night that Tom Hanks got it. I know. I, I actually texted my friend. I was like, Tom Hanks was like the the catalyst. Yeah, both those pieces of news came in at the same night, and I found myself at a 24 hour grocery store. I didn't even know what to buy. <laughs> so I bought a box of frozen patties, beef jerky patties. <laughs> oh, patties. Yeah. And then, then I got home, and I was like, that was my one moment of weakness. Now I'm going to be trying to be measured the rest of this crisis. <laughs> Are you still going to work? Uh, yeah, because I work for a little like coffee shop. Yeah. Lunch place, and I guess if you're doing takeout and delivery, you're still considered an essential service in Ontario. Yeah, I've been doing that too. No contact though. No, we set up this huge plastic bubble around the. Um, like serving station, so I live like in a Ziploc bag when I'm at work. <laughs> That's why. <laughs> You're the bubble boy. That was a terrible movie. I never watched it, but I know it was terrible. <laughs> but I've been reading a lot. Have you been reading a lot? Um, you know what? I started, I did the worst thing I could possibly do. I started reading a Virginia Woolf novel, which is like so mentally so much work it's so much work to get like get through this like she's smarter than me um i should have i should have stuck to something lighter but yes i have been like pushing through her intellect oh, what book is it uh the waves i've never read a virginia wolf novel either so yeah. maybe now's the time or is it too dark <laughs> it's it's just really confusing. It's like, okay, like every one of her books is like Ulysses. Uh, yeah, that's intense. <laughs> <laughs> but she seems like a wonderful person. She loves the sea, and I love the sea, so she takes me to the waves. That's, that's summing it up. What an interest. I've never heard anyone describe Virginia Woolf like this. <laughs> <laughs> you know she killed herself by putting her stones in her pockets and walking into the sea. She has like a weird sea obsession. It's almost like I did not know that. Yeah, she's she's got a sea obsession. I suppose I do too. Hence I'm drawn to her. <laughs> but there's just a river in Winnipeg, no sea. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I made you swim in that river one time. I think it was a couple times, but yeah, I remember that. I was like, force, I forcefully told you that, like, we're going swimming in the Assiniboine. Yeah, and uh, everyone I told subsequently thought that that was a bad idea, but we had a great time. <laughs> it's a good swim. It's just water. It was a hot summer night, I remember that. Yeah, it was really hot. It was really hot. You were in the attic. We probably played cribbage. Yeah, I'm going to say that definitely happened, too. 
that's like a thing that musicians I've like totally noticed this is like cribbage is the musician's card game yeah that's true I can see that I wonder why though because you have to bring a board everywhere well you've got there always is a board available ready well you don't have to bring a board it's just 121 you can mark it down on cards I mean on paper but like you always you are the peg leg. You always win the, with the pegging. You know, I'm happy to say I think that name is catching on. The I've, been, I've been force feeding it down every opponent's throat, and I think now people are starting to come around. People are starting to catch on to this peg leg nickname. <laughs> really? You have to get that tattoo. It's come back to me a couple times. <laughs> You're a pirate. <laughs> you I really worked hard to, to get it going, so I'm, I'm happy that now, now, see, it's not, now it's been broadcast on your radio show. It's got even more traction. Graham Nicholas is the peg leg. I like it. Also, you do carry around um, a portable cribbage leather... <laughs> So, like, it's, it's literally, like, you, you were born for this. Yeah, I really, really made something of myself. <laughs> if you go down in history as one thing, it will be as the peg leg. Yeah, I'm, I'm okay with that. Well, you're very good at, you're very good at cribbage. I've only beat you once, I think. You know what I'd like to get good at is bridge. Yeah, we have to get old and and have nothing better to do. I feel like that is a great, that's like a great compliment for our, our grandparents' generation, is they would always say something like, oh, he was a great bridge player. You know that, um, speaking of bridge, um, what's his name? In that movie, uh, he's in a lot of movies. Uh, he's in uh, Dr. Zhivago, Omar Sharif. Omar Sharif, yes. He, I just watched Lawrence uh, of Arabia the other day. That's a great movie. Also, he, he was a world-renowned bridge player. He quit acting to just write bridge books. <laughs> Isn't that wild? Pretty amazing. Also, Peter, Peter O'Toole, Beautiful Blue Eyes. He killed it in that movie. Yeah, like, they're like little oases. <laughs> Who's the director in the, who directed both of... He directed both of those movies we're talking about. Um, remarkable. I remember his name, but he also directed The Bridge Over the River Kwai and stuff. He had a real hot streak. Yeah, he was... And those were all extras. Those were all extras, just like, here we are. Like, no CGI, lots of people. Lots of people. <laughs> yeah. Did you know there's not one... David Lean. David Lean, that's his name. Did you know there's not one female speaking role in all of Lawrence of Arabia? No, I did not. That's a really good quote. Like, a good thing to know. <laughs> it's just thousands of men. <laughs> <laughs> thousands on camelback. <laughs> thousands of... 
even all the cameras camels were males. <laughs> yeah, they only <laughs> they only used male camels. <laughs> we were they, it was a it was a male time. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. These are really good jokes. Glad you got a job right as it been elevated to stable condition. Yeah, no, I think he's going to be fine. I'm just hoping. Favorite John Prime song? I know you're... Sorry. Go ahead. A lot of people were really outpouring a lot on social media about John Prime, which was very nice to see, but it was also... It was hard. It was like, guys, he's not dead yet. <laughs> I guess it was all about, you know, you know, championing, championing his legacy with good vibes, and hopefully that would revive him, but I just needed... I a little, a little distance from it all, and just went and listened to his records and stopped reading things on social media. Yeah, fair enough. I like to ourselves. That's my, that's my go. It's a great one, yeah. It's, uh, it's so charming. Who could not love that song? There's probably some evil bastard out there. I don't know. I don't know any evil people. I mean, I. Do I, I know any evil person? Do you think about it? I know bad people, but are they evil? Well, there's angry people, but it's not the same as evil. I don't know. Evil people have like a. They're trying. They're trying to be mean, you know? I guess what I think about sometimes is that maybe we have, we're like, people don't, aren't even given the chance to be tested about whether or not they're evil a lot of, a lot of the times. Oh, you're so smart. Like, <laughs> like who, if, you know, things went south in sort of a post-apocalyptic way, <laughs> on brand here with the COVID crisis. Yeah. Uh, who would sort of become opportunistically, uh, you know, evil, I suppose. Who would like take that scenario and run with it in the wrong way to benefit themselves in a really nasty way? We've probably met a couple of those people, but the world just hasn't given them the opportunity to flex that muscle yet. See, the thing is, like, I know I have a lot of evil characteristics. <laughs> what are your evil characteristics, Kevin? Um, I like to steal beers at parties. <laughs> I guess that's about it. You monster. I know. But at the same time, I'm thinking, like, um, people... I'm not trying to profit off anything. 
you know, ever. That's your one evil character. That's your one uh, indulgence into an evil lifestyle. Yeah, I'm just stealing beers at parties. That's my evilness. You know, I have something similar. I like to... Only on the rarest occasions, but sometimes I like to um, break beer bottles on the street. Oh my god, that is pretty fucking evil. <laughs> I've done it and then woke up the next day and felt really guilty. Okay, but that's just uh, that's just a, like there's something in you that's that's upset. That's what it is. <laughs> but look, there's not as many satisfying. <laughs> things is throwing an empty beer bottle down an empty street and then having it shatter and like throughout the whole night (laughs) yeah but also it's totally chill if you're in toronto if you did that in wolseley i'd be furiously upset at you that's that's my suburb because it's my suburb (laughs) like i don't don't care what you do in other people's suburbs (laughs) like if you want to do that in parkdale go ahead you think my neighborhood's already just gone to shit, so I might as well break a couple bottles. No, Parkdale's the best neighborhood. All my favorite Torontos live there. That's a great neighborhood. It's been here a long time. <laughs> I know. And I'm really sorry about that one time when I went to Toronto for three days and didn't visit you when I should have. Didn't we play cribbage at, at Mesros? Oh, uh, this is... This is when I had to renew my European passport, and I, and and you uh, actually this were. Is another time. Yeah, you were actually when I when you came and I, when you told me when I told you I was in Toronto, you were like visibly upset that I didn't contact you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you robbed me of the opportunity to pay you back for the place to stay. I was a bad, I was a bad, that's how I'm evil. That's another evil potion of me right there. <laughs> you like to keep, uh, you like to keep me on the hook of, like, <laughs> me owing you. Oh my god, no. <laughs> you could have stole all your Bob Dylan records back. <laughs> um, yeah, I still have some more that you can, like, next time you visit, I still have a couple more that you can take. That's a that's a nice part about a relationship. You have a bunch of. This is the good thing about gifts. Is every time you listen to those records, you have to remember where you got them from. It's true. That's why gifts are important. But I like the the air of mischief that hangs about them. It gives them a sort of mystique, an added mystique to the already mysterious Bob Dylan. <laughs> Well, never. So now I know that I, I cheekily robbed them from you when I was driving back home to Toronto. <laughs> I hope you like you're listening to them. I mean, nothing's better than putting on a, a good LP. Yeah, I got New Morning out of that deal, and uh, that's one of the best albums to put on in the, when you first open all the windows in your apartment. Oh my God, that's such a good spring album. It just sounds like New Morning. Like, New Morning just sounds like Spring. The words. I think it's 
it's because of that movie with the dude. The Big Lebowski. Yeah. I mean, I hope it's more than that, but it could just be that. (laughs) (laughs) It could just be like every other Joe. I mean, who doesn't have a crush on, um... Julianne Moore? Yeah. If you don't have a crush on Julianne Moore, you're not a red blood male. That's all I gotta say about that. <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. <laughs> okay, well, I think we ran out of steam. This is, this is all you need? This is all the material you need? Well, I gotta do, like... Well, I mean, we can keep talking. I gotta do, like, what, an hour's worth? But we're already at half an hour, and I have another interview with a really cool guy, so I don't know. <laughs> with a cooler guy, or just a really cool guy? Not a cooler guy. There's, Graham, there's no one cooler than you. Just you another no cool guy. <laughs> no, I don't. I never... Okay, but like... Anyway, I'm going to miss you this spring, and I gonna miss like playing songs with you me too Kip but who knows things might work out because I was planning on coming up there at the end of July so maybe things will turn around by then oh shit then we can go swimming in the river again oh, I can't swear you can't say any of that sentence <laughs> <laughs> uh I'm yeah we could go swimming in that river again yeah and or we could maybe go do something else cool but Anyway, whenever you come to Winnipeg again, you're welcome at home. At home. <laughs> All right. I do, I do have a set of keys for your apartment, so <laughs> it does feel like my home away from home. That's actually hilarious. Because <laughs> my roommates <laughs> don't even have keys to the apartment. Pardon? I said I've had your, a set of your house keys on my key ring for years. I know. That's so wonderful. <laughs> it's really nice. <laughs> Anyway, you're a really great friend. And next time in Toronto, or uh, next time you're in Winnipeg, let's do something. Like play, like play crib, probably. We'll play crib, go swimming in the Assiniboine, (laughs) or if you're here, maybe I'll make you go swimming in the Humbert. (laughs) What's the Humbert? I don't even know anything about Toronto, except for Parkdale. It's just a, it's a river on the west side. All right. The, The city of Toronto sort of. Uh, parenthesized by two rivers. There's the Don River on the east and the uh, the Humber River on the west. Do people swim in that river? No. Okay, because no one swims in the Assiniboine either. <laughs> Just you. Just me. <laughs> oh, thanks so much for talking to me, Graham. Thanks for giving me a ring dang. <laughs> Okay, have a good day. You too, see ya. <laughs> see ya soon. Okay, here we go. This is my second guest for this show. It's my friend Ben. Hey Ben, I'm just going to put you on speaker. Hold on a second. Are you there? Hi, I'm here. Hello. Hey, good to hear you. Uh, you too, man. 
I haven't seen you in ages. It's been a while. Yeah, I think the last time was your uh, your Christmas party. No, actually, it was when we were supposed to rehearse for the show that got canceled. Oh, that's right. That's right. But we just ended up drinking too much beer and playing cribbage anyway. Yeah, yeah. Oh, classic. I was really excited for that Jackson Brown gig. That was a... It seemed like it was going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, well, it's going to happen eventually, but, like, there's no hurry. Right, yeah. In the aftertimes. In the aftertimes of the aftermath. In the aftermath of the aftertimes, or whatever. <laughs> what have you been up to? Um, yeah, I'm just trying to make, like, a difference between the days, you know, like, do something new every day. Because I'm, I'm settling into, like, a Groundhog Day situation. Yeah, I've seen that. On, a lot of people are saying that online. Yeah, but, like, you know how at the end of the movie he's, like, you can do ice carvings and play piano? Like, if I get out of this with my sanity, I feel like I'll have done the equivalent of that. Well, yeah, you'll be a great ice carver. We know that. You're a talented man. Anything else you're doing? Are you like, are you like baking bread? People are baking bread, apparently. I've been saying, yeah, like, no one has yeast because who has yeast? No millennial in the world has yeast. So, like, everyone's like, all right, I'm making my sourdough starter now. Mm hmm. Uh, so, I haven't gotten on that train just because I don't trust myself enough. Well, you're a trustworthy fella. I think I think you could trust yourself with making a a gross bread. I guess so. I've tried the way to. I understand it. It's like a it's like a high maintenance. It's like a plant, but instead of a plant, it's bread. Yeah. You have to feed and water it every day. And... I've uh, I've tried to make bread like five times in my life, and every time it was the shittiest bread in the whole history of bread. So. <laughs> Um, Maybe that's why when people say, let's get this bread, like, it's meant to be like, this is going to be a tough undergoing, you know? <laughs> like, it's not going to be easy to get this bread. Like robbing a bank, you mean? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> also, I think maybe we could just, like, text back and forth and pra plan a, a bank robbery, maybe? Like, what else is there to do right now? That would be fun. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'll get the, the black masks. You get the unmarked white van, and then we're off to the races, I think. I'll just use a, a Peg City car co-op car. <laughs> oh, yeah! No trail there. Yeah, no, for sure. Cool. So you playing a lot of bass? How's your album coming along, anyway? Um, it's actually coming along great. Uh, um, Roman Clark is mixing, and he very graciously is uh doing some mixing work for free during these trying times so he's 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 an incredible musician he's he's killing the the fountain i uh i'm really grateful for him it's yeah it's sounding really good mixed so i'm very excited to get it out uh in the after times oh the after times well i'm excited yeah what are you doing for the, like the cover art i think i'm gonna get my sister to design something she's a She's an interior design, and she designed my last EP cover. So I think I'll get some uh, get her to do some pre work by guilting her because she's my sister. Yeah, well, you gotta guilt people. That's the only way to get ahead in life. 
you know, I was, I was planning for when we robbed a bank. I was guilt the, the teller into giving us all the money. Yeah, we'll just be we'll just be sad. We'll just be sad. <laughs> okay, one yeah, time. Like, go ahead. No one can handle like a a twenty something mustachioed man being sad at some. Not with that head of hair, anyway. <laughs> we could. We could honestly walk into, we should walk into like a casino and you can put your hair down and be like, it's, and like pretend you're Weird Al Yankovic or something. And then like, and then like, they'll be like, there's a celebrity here. Uh, Weird Al has a much better jawline than I do, unfortunately. <laughs> I couldn't pull it off. On, you've got a great jawline. Don't talk poorly about your jawline. Oh, thanks, you. So... I was gonna make a joke, but I forgot about it. Anyway, anything else you're doing? Like, what do you like? How's your dog? My dog is great. He's, it's a great reason to leave the house. It's, it's nice to like get out and get some walking in. Um, he's feeling cooped up. I think the first week of us being home, he was very excited because it was constant attention. But like, it's he's he's just like, okay, guys, let's get out of the house, let's do something, please. <laughs> That makes sense. At this point. Um, but yeah, it's good. He's, he's pressuring me to stay active and breathe in the fresh air. So, so you're getting a lot of walks, hanging out with Taylor? Yeah. yeah, it's been so nice. You know, the weather's warming up and it's reminding me of all the beach trips that we can't go on this summer. And it's great. You can't go on beach trips? <laughs> well, I mean, depending on how long this lasts. Like, no one knows when the after times will be, you know? No, I'm I'm predicting like July or something, but like you can still drive to the beach and like be six feet apart from people. I guess so. I guess so. I don't. I don't like especially. I think you're allowed to go in water. I think they say that like the virus dies in water or something. Just bring soap. Just right. some dish soap with you. <laughs> I'm just gonna lather up with sunscreen and Dawn dish soap. In the lake. <laughs> Instead of sunscreen, people are going to be wearing dish soap this year. <laughs> oh, that's good. Oh, that's ridiculous. Oh, well. I'm still working, unfortunately. Yeah. Or fortunately. Oh, yeah? I mean, I like, because I'm only allowed to see, like, what, seven people for now? But, like, it's fine. I make food for people. Oh, that's good. And you got you got a bunch of roommates too, so it probably feels like has the cabin fever set in for you guys at all, or is it still feeling fresh? It's well, like there was one night where we played Clue one time, and I was like, "This game is not." We played it twice in a row, and I was like, "I don't want to play board games anymore. Like, I'm tired of games." Yeah, yeah, I feel that we we when this first started, we're like. We'll play a bunch of board games and like, you know, an entire weeknight of playing board games. It, it's fun, but um, Dutch Blitz can bring out the worst in people. I think myself especially. Yeah, you're a very competitive man. I've noticed. I'm, I I I am when it comes to board games because the stakes are so low. Like no <laughs> one can be like, friendships aren't often ended from board games. You know. No. That would be just, that would that would be a weak friendship for sure. That would be like yeah, the maybe, lowest friendship. Maybe like a slam door or two, but that's about it. Or like the flip the monopoly board. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Things are kind of dull. I yeah, mostly just yeah. look... Go ahead. The challenge is keeping it fresh. I, I just... Like, like your sourdough starter, how do you keep the baby fresh? Well, there's nothing fresh about sour. Yeah, that's <laughs> I, true. I had to make that joke. <laughs> I'm glad you did. I've been eating a lot of KD, which is really good for me. Um, but that nice. has nothing really to do with the situation right now. It's just that's usually yeah, all I eat. Yeah, I've been doing that before. Yeah. A lot of wine. A lot yep. of wine and... And, um, so what do you, like, what do you have planned ahead of this? I guess, like, everything's cancelled, so is there gonna be, like, do you think that, like, when this is all over, there's, you're gonna have to do, like, a sh- a, I can't swear, uh, a lot of work? Um, yeah, I don't know. Like, I, I've been talking to my friends from back home in Ontario, and we're all talking about getting together once this is all over. And, like, it's hard to make, like, you can make soft plans, but, like, you know, I feel like when this is all over, it's going to be very fast and, like, everything's going to be happening all at once. Because I was actually supposed to leave for a tour today with Taylor. Um, And obviously that's not happening. Um, But, yeah, uh, that got rescheduled to mid-July. But who knows if that's still going to happen, right? So... Oh, my cat just puked. Um, yeah. It's fun. <laughs> well, it's something to do, cleaning up puke, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I just, uh, it all kind of happened so quickly. Um, yeah. But I'm glad you're safe in St. P. With yeah, your... yeah. I'm, I'm quarantining with um, Taylor and her mom, and it's, it's great. I'm, I'm having a great time. You know, if I was quarantining away from my dog and my lady, I feel like I'd be losing my mind way more so than I am right now. Yeah, that would suck. Are you getting lots... Are they making you lots of nice meals? Yeah, it, it's, it's like nice home-cooked meals every night, and I've made a, a few myself. I made nice quesadillas the other night. Okay, like classic quesadilla? Yeah. Walk me through it. All right. So, um chicken bread um you know you rub them with some salt and pepper and some taco seasoning uh fry those babies up um then i um fried some onions and some uh red pepper red peppers for some some uh garnish on there and um mixed in some taco seasoning with some mayo for a nice little dip a great time wow that sounds amazing yeah Hopefully, when this is all over, we can have quesadillas together. I'd love that, Kip. (laughs) You know I'd love that. Beers and and quesadillas. Yeah. You know what? I I missed when we worked together all the the, the meals you would make for me because I could taste the love, Kip. I love love. (laughs) You've You've got to put love in everything you do. Life is about love. Yeah, it really is. Anyway, I think we talked long enough. Did we? Oh, we can we're keep talking. We can keep talking. We're at twelve okay. minutes. No, we gotta yeah. keep talking. Um, I'm I'm just bad at. I didn't. I don't write down questions. I just talk to you, to the people like they're my friends because they are. 
So. How many of these have you done? This is my second episode. This is my. Oh, I'm episode two. You're wow. yeah. You're I'm my. Honored. You're my third person on the show. The oh uh, person before you on the show is Graham Nicholas, who is kind of famous musician too. So, just a lot of famous musicians, basically. I I would I wouldn't call myself a famous musician. I would say famous musician adjacent. Um, I would say you're a famous musician. So that's that's my it's my show. It's my choice. <laughs> I'm, I'm so sorry to come on your show and just ruin everything like that. No, you didn't ruin anything. You just—it's just fun. You're modest. That's all. You've always been a really modest, nice person. Aww, I love you, Kip. So, um, love you too. Um, so. <laughs> Thanks for saying it back. <laughs> so, tell me about. Actually, why not just make it into a little interview? Tell me about coming and moving to Winnipeg and how that was for you. Sure. Um, so I grew up in Brockville, Ontario, which is a small town um, close to Ottawa. And I had a buddy who worked at a camp in the White Shell. Um, and he invited me out one summer, and I worked there for the summer. Um, went back, did grade 12, and um, I decided to come back and work at the camp again. And then I just didn't go home. I had thoughts of doing a year, a gap year, trying to work, save up for school. And then but I just ended up in Winnipeg and got a job at a Smitty's and um, started doing some cold calls to try and get some gigs, which is never fun. I don't know why I didn't think of emailing to start. I, I went right for the cold calls to the restaurants. Um, and I called this place uh, Finn McCool's. Or maybe I shouldn't say the name of the place on the radio. That's okay. Okay, I called this 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 venue. It's like a restaurant place, and uh, I'm like, hey, I was wondering if I could talk to the manager and uh, just see if I can get booked there. And then so they they get the manager on the phone. I'm like, hey, I was just wondering if I could come by and play some sets and or whatever. And the guy was like, music is dead. Don't call here again. And then he hung up on me. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's wild. That was the first time I ever tried to get a gig. The first time, like, anything had gone through. And it was, music is dead. Don't call here again. <laughs> Could you imagine? Oh, uh, but... That... <laughs> Especially when you're, like, a... Because like, I remember being a young guy getting trying to get gigs. That that yeah. That's like a heartbreak. Oh, yeah. That was a that was a tough one. But so that was a bit of a setback. But yeah, I ended up getting a uh, my first ever paid gig was at Wee Johnny's for the their happy hour. Okay. Um, the only people who showed up were a couple friends of mine. Uh, the happy hour there was not super bumping at the time. Uh, but yeah, that was my first paid gig. Oh. Fifty dollars for playing for an hour. You know. That's not. That's just. That's everybody's story. It's a nice story. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's always something like that, huh? Yeah, like um, I don't even know what my first gig was like Niagara Pizza in Saint Norbert or something. Playing yeah. Blink One Eighty Two. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> but you know now I'm famous, so it's it's okay. Yeah, famous musician Kid Coke. You have a radio show. <laughs> You know, you get your famous musician friends on there and off to the races. Yeah, I actually do. That's actually what's happening right now. 
That's what's going on right now. Yeah, because I'm just hanging out yeah, at home. I don't home. know if you knew this, but I'm a famous musician, and you're talking to me. So. Yeah, yeah, I know you are. That's what. That's, <laughs> yeah. Great bass player. One of the best bass player faces in town, essentially. I, really? Wow. I, yeah. I, I've never seen video of myself playing bass, but I would love to, because I've seen pictures, and it's usually caught on, like, my neck is, like, my chin has disappeared. My face fully has gone into my neck. That's just like my my default bass playing pose. I don't know why. Well, what happens when you play the bass is you be your body starts to look like a bass guitar. Right. Right. It's just so super you're rigid and your face becomes <laughs> the the head, the tuning pegs, you know, and your neck is the neck. Right. And your body is yeah. the um, the body. I guess any any bass player's main goal is to become fully a bass guitar that's, when they're playing. That's exactly, and you accomplished this so well. <laughs> <laughs> that that's how we know he can really do it. You know, if you can play bass to Tom Waits songs, I feel like you're you're set. Okay, for the listeners out there, Ben played bass while I played Tom Waits songs. History. That was, that was a fun night. That was a fun drunken night. Yeah, we had a lot of fun. We drank a lot of tequila, and oh my God, uh, I forgot about the tequila. And and we were better than the other band, and that's all that matters. <laughs> yes, you know, competition is great, and it only leads you to good things. I think. Well, you like know, comparing yourself to other people and competing—that's that's where you get the best results, in my opinion. You know. <laughs> I normally don't believe this is true, but the other band happened to be total assholes to me last time I played. So oh, if, really? if you're oh, gonna no. if you're gonna bring it to the table, I'm gonna bring it back. You know, normally I'd be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like share share the fun, but like if you're gonna be mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna come right back at you. If you're gonna be mean, Kip's gonna slam you on his radio show. <laughs> exactly. Go ahead, Kip. Name names. I'm not, I don't name names. No. Uh, oh, <laughs> Kip's going to send you on its radio show. Oh my god, I love that. Oh, this is too good. Um So what are your plans for tomorrow? Um I've been getting into some video games. So I've been playing video games with my friends, which has been fun. Um I'm very bad at them, but you know, that's not what it's about. It's about having fun with frames, and that's what I've been doing. So I'm going to be doing a bit of that, you know, take Lewis for a walk, maybe play some some guitar. Hold on. Lewis is the dog's name. Okay, Lewis carry on. Lewis is my dog, yes. <laughs> His name is C.S. Lewis. His personality is nothing like the author. <laughs> He's more of a Tolkien. Well, that's good. Yeah. We have a room at my work in the basement that we call Narnia. Oh, really? Because it's really fucked. Ah. F- God, I gotta stop swearing. Um, because it's really weird. And, uh, anyway, C.S. Lewis, carry on. You're playing video games. Which video game do you play? Um, I've been playing one, uh, Warzone. It's a Call of Duty game. It's like, uh, it's like Fortnite, but it's like a little bit less, uh, ridiculous, I guess. Right. Um, 
I'm very, very bad at it, but I enjoy myself when I do it, so... Well, that's okay. It's okay to be bad at things. You're good at bass. Yeah. You know? Well, and you. you have a great thank voice. You, You're a really good singer. Aww, You're thanks. good at guitar. Um... You're kind. You're a really kind man. <laughs> I don't know. I'm out of compliments. Anyway, <laughs> we're actually running out of time because this show is only an hour long, and I gotta put in like my little plugs. So I have. Well, we're not quite out of time. Anything else you want to say? Um. Well, you know, I'm so excited. Uh, let's take that again. I'm so excited to see you in the after time. Um, I'm just excited to see people and like play music with like a band again and like go out on the road. Um, so I'm excited for all that to happen. You know, keep your head up, Kip. Yeah. Uh, I'll see you on the other side. I really keep miss. I really miss jamming. Uh, jamming and beers and jamming that's like yeah yeah oh well what good is a beer if you can't enjoy it with your jamming pals yeah like singing music together is like one of my like literally what makes life the most wonderful thing in the world and uh I hope I can sing some songs with you soon enough I hope so too Kip Okay, wonderful talking to you, and you're a really good friend, and you have a great mustache. And uh, take care of Lewis, and just be, just be you. Oh, thanks, Kip. You're a good friend. You, you too. Take care. Thank you so much. No worries. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye. So that was my show. Uh, where I call my friends and I talk to them over the phone because we were all we're all stuck here hiding in our houses and I'm going to have more guests and most of them are going to be musicians because all my friends are musicians and I'm Kip Coquet and that's my show Kip talks to his friends and I hope y'all like it that was Graham um Graham Nicholas, who is a wonderful talent, and you can Google him or Spotify him. And also that was Ben Stopfel, who is also a wonderful talent. He's going to have a new album coming out soon, and sometimes we get together and we play music together. And that's, that's, that's all it is. This is my show. I talk to my friends over the phone, and we love each other, and that's, that's what friends are for. Thank you.